This is an interesting text for today in the fact that, first off, there, there's this pool, five different rooms filled with people, and legend had it at this pool, and there were a couple others like it. Occasionally, and you never knew exactly when, the waters would begin to stir, and legend had it that an angel had come down and blessed that pool, and the flapping of the angel's wings is what stirred the waters. And you knew that the angel's presence was there when the water began to stir. On the cover of your bulletins is one of the sculptures that's extremely popular for this text. This one is the picture of the sculpture there in Central Park in New York. There are tons of these sculptures in different areas of the world uh, depicting the same pool, the angels that would come over it and bless the waters. And they thought that the moment you could get in the water, the moment that you were immersed, you were healed of whatever ailed you. And so each of these five rooms had people that were blind, that were deaf, that were lame, all trying, competing to be the first one into the pool whenever the water stirs so that they can be healed. And Jesus himself walks in and he sees all of these people. And he sees this one man that he hears has been there for 38 years trying to be the first one in the pool. And Jesus asks him, do you want to be healed? And a part of me sits there and says, did he ask him that because he's doubting whether or not the man really is trying anymore <laughs> after 38 years? Because wouldn't you come up with some plan after 38 years? Wouldn't somebody around you take pity upon you and help you get into the pool first after 38 years? And then I sat there and I thought, well, this is John that wrote this. And this is the only one of the Gospels that has this story. And I'm sitting here thinking about John's vision for the church and how the church depends upon community and how this poor guy for 38 years has not had community. And then I listened to the guy's answer. Jesus asked him, do you want to be healed? And he doesn't say, yes, I want to be healed, which you would expect to be the automatic response to Jesus. But instead, he says, I just want to get in the pool. I want to be the first one in the pool. And then I sit there and I look at my daily life. And for the women out there, you know exactly what my life is like because it's your life also. We have these crazy expectations of what our life should be. We should be truly super Wonder Woman, some kind of 
unrealistic expectations that society places on us where we have to work a good job, we have to be very intelligent and smart at all times. Um, it's preferable, really, if you're a true woman, for you to have children, right? How else are you going to totally go crazy? And then we're expected to have the house immaculately clean. We're supposed to be attractive. We are supposed to make sure that we exercise and eat well. And oh yeah, we're supposed to cook the dinners and we're supposed to clean the kitchen and all of our clothes in the household. And we have these crazy, crazy expectations. And then I started thinking about men's expectations. And okay, you're expected to what? Know how to talk sports and, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Although I will say I struggled much more when thinking about the things that men are expected to do in society. And yes, you really are though, uh, supposed to know a lot about sports. Um, I'm married to a husband that does not know very much about sports and he gets made fun of all the time for that. So yes, you really are supposed to know sports, but you're not supposed to just know them. You're supposed to be able to play them. You're supposed to be the breadwinners. You're supposed to be really strong. You're supposed to be financially sound. You're supposed to be one of those people in your work of employment that actually makes sure that the women get just as much equality as the men. Because you realize as a man, that's not ever going to happen unless you men actually join in on it. There's a lot of expectations on the men in our society too. You have to fight those stereotypes of what it is like to be a father figure in today because people do not paint you in a good light with that. There's a lot of expectations on both of us, men and women in our society, and they are totally unrealistic. And the crazy thing is, even though we realize they're totally unattainable, we still focus on them every day. They get our attention, they drag us down. We sit there and eat a piece of cake at Coffee Fellowship and then we're like, why did I do that? I'm not supposed to eat sweets. I'm supposed to, you know, be healthy. We bring ourselves down all the time with these crazy expectations, but they get our attention. We lose our focus in what really matters in life because all of these other things, like this thing that's recording my sermon right now, get our attention. And in our eyes, they demand our attention. Do you know how many times in a single day I literally tell my kids, wait a minute, I gotta do one more thing. It's not one more thing. It ends up being five things at least before I give them my attention. And that happens multiple times each day. We lose our focus. And this man, he doesn't say yes to Jesus that he wants to be healed because he is so focused after 38 years of being the first one in the pool that he has forgotten the main reason that he wants to be in the pool in the first place. He's forgotten that what he really wants is not to necessarily be in that pool, but what he really, really wants is to be healed. And we forget all the time what it is that is important to us. We forget about our family. We forget about our church. We forget about God. I literally have to put on my calendar, and yes, I realize I'm a pastor and I'm admitting this, I literally have to put on my calendar times to pray. 
Because if I don't have it in there, something else is going to fill that spot. We lose our focus. And so my challenge for all of us this week is to find something that is important to you, whether it is committing to some spiritual discipline or whether it's committing to actually making a phone call to call someone or to have dinner with someone or whatever it is that you need that is important to you. Some of that might be difficult. Some of it might be a call to ask for forgiveness. Some of it might be a call to forgive someone. There are hard things that are important to us, that weigh on us, that keep us from being the people that we want to be. Let's not lose focus of that. Let's not sit there for 38 years focused on something else that's not our main goal. And let's be community for each other. Because I think, I think John put this story in there for that reason. We were never meant to go through this life alone. We were created for community and created to be a part of community. That means we receive and we give. So this week, my challenge for you is to go out And do something that is very important to you that will improve the health of yourself and your soul for this week. And make it a priority and a focus. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's sing our song that will prepare us for this glorious table. All who hunger gather gladly. Number 419.